Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 110, and it's titled Games People Play in Relationship and Why They Are Bad. You know, we titled it Why They Are Bad, but they're not actually all bad. And that's something we're going to get into uh, as we talk to our special guests that we have. And I find that, I so I say this in almost every show, that this is going to be a really fun topic to talk <laughs> about. Because, well, part of it is, we only ask people on the show if we think they're going to be fun. <laughs> but, but here's another reason why I think this is fun, because you and I don't play games. Correct. And it drives us insane when people do those like ridiculous relationship games like, well, I have to wait three days before I can return that email. And then I got to do, and then I can't tell her this. I like, I can't say that I love her until X amount of time. And like all these silly little things, it drives us nuts. And in fact, when writing this, you were like, I'm not even really sure what, what games are. I hope they'll like, explain it to us. <laughs> so, so I think we're, we're a little bit out of our normal range, which is why it's good we have a, uh, a expert guest. Experts. Experts. <laughs> guests. Yes. On. <laughs> so I think it's going to be really fun. All right. So um, before we introduce our guests, we just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skill, there will be something for you at powerandmastery.com. So today, we have two special guests. Hey, oh no, it's not the first time. I was like, is that the first time we've had a couple? Actually, no, we've had a few couples, but it's it's more unusual. Uh, yeah, and we'll explain. It's, it's a different kind of Couples. couple than we've had before. I know, I know. I can't wait, I can't wait. So let me <laughs> read their bio before we like officially get them on here. So straight shooting authors Simone Milasis and Brandon Watt have a no sugar coating approach, which we love. Authors of the best-selling book Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? They are global speakers and hold relationship done different classes across the world. All about relationships with others, including parents, lovers, family, but most importantly, the relationship you have with yourself. Ooh. So welcome, Simone and Brandon, to our show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for Thank having, you for us, having us. You're welcome. So we kind of read your bio here, and of course, we kind of would love for you to just say like, hey, who are you? Obviously, our listeners can hear there's lovely accents there. I'm not the only one for change. <laughs> uh, so who are you? And how did you become experts on relationship? Well, I'm going to jump in straight away and say we are not experts on relationship. <laughs> we just know how to create one. <laughs> you know, we've oh. done... We've done so much, like we've done so much media based on the book that we did. And, and the amount of people that have said, you're a relationship expert. And we went, okay, I'm a relationship expert. But we just know how to create one that's different. And the thing with us with the way that we've created relationship was it was just different. And the way you guys just talked about it, like with with being different with relationship one of the things that shocks people the most with the relationship that we had 
was we never had an argument in eight years. And they go, no, that's not, no. And we're like, yes, yes, <laughs> it is. And, and, yeah. I was just going to add, like, the, with the relationship expert thing, it's like we've been there, done that. Both of us have had really bad relationships. Like, yeah. you know, inviting, you know, I mean, I used to invite men into my life definitely who judged me and my body. And, you know, they had the same judgments that I had. And I see a lot of people doing that. So they'll invite someone in to their life that has the same judgment so that they go, see, my judgments are real. And Brennan was the first person that I was with that didn't judge me and didn't judge my body. And then I was like, wow, what is this? And it was this (laughs) energy of kindness and caring and nurturing. And he was just so happy to be around me. Like that's, and that energy is such a contribution. So with the expert thing, I've got to say, been there, done that. We don't have any place to judge anyone with the relationships that we have chosen. But what we are, what we did look at with each other and what we do continue to look at is, you know, if you're going to create a relationship, make it a really good one. Like don't yeah. settle for second best. You're okay on your own. So you don't have to have a relationship to be whole, like what all the movies say, et cetera. Uh, so if you're going to do it, like I said, make it a great one. Yeah. And, you know, Can I just, oh, go ahead, please. Well, I was just going to add one thing in there. I just wanted to say thank you for acknowledging that, Simone, because it's like that energy of like when we acknowledge somebody for seeing us who we are, which is what Simone and I really did, it it kind of like it, it expands your being. Like you just you want to be more of you. When somebody says, I see the kindness you are, I see the no judgment you are, I see the gift you are, you just go, oh, I want to be more of that. (laughs) Yes, please. In every moment, I want to be more of that because somebody in my life who cares about me acknowledges it. But it's like that's the way that I see relationships can work is we can choose that, but we have to start with us. We have to start liking us. Absolutely. And we're going to dive more into all of those things that you just said, especially a little bit more towards the end as we start getting into like, okay, here's all the stuff you shouldn't do. And then here, like, what should you do? How can it really possibly be? But I want to speak to one thing that you guys said now, which is talking about the expert thing. And so, you know, you were were both kind of saying, wow, you know, it's not so much that we're really experts. We've just had a bunch of relationships that didn't work and we learned stuff. And so, you know, kind of here we are and we figured it out. But that is the essence of what makes somebody an expert. How does somebody become an expert at martial arts? Did they do everything right the entire time? Did they beat every opponent they ever fought? No, of course not. They failed thousands of times, literally thousands of times until they figured it out, right? And I think those are the most valuable experts you could have. Because if you came on here and you said, every relationship you ever had was perfect, I would start going, Mm -hmm. they probably have no idea how they got there. (laughs) <laughs> because they didn't have to figure it out, right? Well, you would you wouldn't want to listen to me though. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want like you wouldn't want to listen to me. You'd go, um, liar. <laughs> like, because you I love the martial arts. I love the martial arts thing. I got third in New South Wales in fighting in martial arts one year, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, very cool. What style? Uh, Shotokan karate. Ah, very cool. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go too far down the martial arts rabbit hole. Or we'll, we'll take the whole episode just talking about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one thing about your relationship that we thought was very unusual and we wanted our listener to learn more about because really you guys are exes and yet you still work together. And it's very unusual, right? Because in the um, regular world, people are just like, oh, it's my ex. We don't talk. We we don't we unfriend each other from Facebook or whatever that is, right? And then they're like, this is it. And with you guys, you're like, yeah, well, we we have a relationship. It just has changed. And so I'm very curious about like how do you guys make it work and about that transition from being together and then making it work and teaching relationships still together. That is a really good question. Because that's the question that most people don't ask. And for Simone and I, it's like, I guess what we do is we're just honest with each other. Like, we still have moments where we have stuff that comes up where we go, hey, this is coming up for me. I have an upset. I have a, I have a judgment. I have this going on right now. Can you help me? And I think that's the difference is we, we just we we expose games. that. We don't play games. We expose that to each other. And we, like we even, knew from the start, we went, okay, the relationship is over. For two weeks, I think it was really difficult. After that two weeks, we went, okay, we actually want to be friends. How's this going to work? That's what we did. But see, in that question, we went, okay, we need to make it work. We even had this, because we do work together, as you mentioned, there was like events that we were going to around the world where, you know, we were either on stage, you know, facilitating seminars or there was a lot of people there that we knew. So we had a thing between each other that if one of us was uncomfortable, we would text each other and we would go outside and talk or we'd go somewhere because we knew how many people were projecting points of view at both of us of that we were not together in a relationship anymore or that we should be or if one of us was talking to another girl or another guy, et cetera. So we even had each other's back in that moment. We, we would. we text each other and go, hey, I think I need to chat. We were like, we were mucking around saying we need a safety word. It's like, you know, if I say this, <laughs> let's go outside and talk because <laughs> we still had this honouring of each other of that we, yeah. I mean, even yesterday we were having, a, it was, you know, we're opening up, we're starting a business in Australia as one does when, you know, Brendan's in Mexico and I'm in Australia and <laughs> there was something that came up and and I got a little cranky and then we spoke and and then I went, okay, cool, I'm over it. And Brandon texts me later and he goes, I love how quickly you get over stuff. But I, we weren't, we're not willing to sit in something that doesn't create more ease for each other. We will talk about anything. And I think that's okay. like the essence of what we're talking about with this show is there's no game playing even when you're in a relationship, you finished a relationship, it's like what's up for you? And that's, that, is, that has been the essence of our friendship. But so the thing I want to add to that is how do you get to that? Because most people would hear that and go, well, yeah, but I that that sounds wonderful, but how do I get to it? You get to it by you get to it from this place of you have to be willing to be honest with you. Do I want this person in my life? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. What am I willing to contribute to their life? So that we start having this different interaction with each other and i and 
what I look at, and especially lately, is it's like that's what we all need on the planet right now. We need to be willing to have that connection with each other. Absolutely. And I, I love hearing you guys say that because I've actually had several similar situations in my life. Like I had one partner that um, was until Celine has eclipsed that, my, been my longest um, relationship. <laughs> I love the way you did that. That was perfect. That was, you, you are a very good man. Very well. oh, I, I thank second you. that. <laughs> But I had a very similar uh, feeling when uh, her and I were separating, and I, I really asked that exact same question. Like, I want this person in my life, so how do I go about doing that? And we've been good friends. I mean, this is going on 10, 12 years ago at this point. And we're actually, we've been business partners now in a separate project for a number of years, and we work together every single week. So I love to see that there are other people out there that, let understand it, that we're able to actually do it and can be that example for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say we went, we also went through the stage of going, you know, like I did the the cranky thing because Brendan broke the relationship up with me and I did the, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's breaking up with me, you know? <laughs> and then, and then I, I did look at it because I played that victim role, not for very long. I do things really quickly and then I looked at it and went, oh, he's actually correct. It's like our relationship wasn't moving forward in this, what we had always created was something greater. It was more about this maintenance. And we started creating this perfect relationship, perfect reality, perfect life that other people would look at and go, oh, look, they've now got the three-story house on the beach, you know, blah, 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 which doesn't match the energy of what either of us well, were asking for. So Brennan was the sensible one that actually did that and chose and then and then but what I was going to say is we did look at all the everything we owned and we're like let's sell everything and split everything and had that you know we we did that trauma and drama but not for very long and then we looked at each other and went okay hang on a second we've created a lot of wealth together we've created a lot of things why would we destroy that as well what if we actually kept creating the wealth creating the business creating the possibilities together we just were no longer living together, no longer lovers, no longer like that. So you get to choose and not sort of lump everything together. Like I love that, that you're still partners with your ex as well in business. It's like, why not? That's a, that, what you just said right there, like I, that is such a huge point. Like to, for breakups with, with people, it's like what you just said there, Simone, it's like we didn't really stop doing anything apart from being lovers and living together. You know, we kept creating. We probably create more now than we ever did before. But it's like my, my sense is, is this is the way that all of us can create together if we're willing for all, about, for, for all of us to not have it be such a separation with relationships it's not, well, now you've upset me, so I'm leaving you. You know, we went, okay, so now our relationship is done. Let's keep creating together. <laughs> and that, most people would look at that and go, that is impossible. Well, you are a tribute to that possibility. And so is Kevin and I'm sure other people. So it's, it's a perfect vision for whoever is listening today to hold that because, again, I think the love is always there. Things just shift and then you keep what works in the relationship and you keep working at it and making it even better. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what I would love to do, so I think that the listeners have already gotten so much value. Like, I feel like we just did an entire show on, on what they call around here, conscious uncoupling, right? You know, it's like, how do you transition <laughs> out of a relationship and do it like two mature adults and keep the parts that are good, get rid of the parts that are bad. Fantastic and amazing. And I do, before we run out of time, want to make sure that we steer back over into the games part, which is mm-hmm. what we have teased our listeners with already. And any of that stuff that we're talking about, if it, as it fits in, we'll bring it in there. So one mm-hmm. of the things that we wanted to do, and this came from Celine going, well, I'm not even really sure what it means playing relationship <laughs> games, is if, if, if you guys could maybe define to our listeners, what do we mean when we say people play games in relationships? Well... What I would say is, am I trying to get this relationship right? And if that's a yes, then you're playing a game. You are straight up playing a game. You And so what I would suggest to people is go, okay, so am I, so am I judging any part of this relationship? What parts of this relationship am I judging? Every single part of the relationship that you're judging becomes a game because you have to either win or lose the zero sum game yeah yeah zero definitely a zero sum game definitely but it's like in that it's like if you if you recognize that because it's not even about changing it if you recognize okay i'm in a zero sum game right now if you acknowledge it then you can enjoy the game what most of us do is we suffer the game and we go, oh, why is my life not working? Why can I not get out of this? Because we don't acknowledge what we're choosing. We don't acknowledge the judgment. If we acknowledge the judgment, then we can choose out of it. And to me, the way I would describe the game too is there's like it's so much lying that you're doing to yourself. And yeah. if you have to create a relationship based on lies, then what are you doing it for? And I also want to add, though, there's a difference between lies and manipulation. I think it's really fun if you are manipulating your partner, and I'm sure the both of you do that in different ways. Uh, and but when you're you're even aware of it and you you acknowledge it, like there's this uh, this. Well, one let's tell story. the story about. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> let's tell that. See, we have one one brain. So Brendan is a <laughs> fabulous cook. And um, I'm an amazing cook, right? And he was always cooking these broths, et cetera, and wanting, you know, freezing them and putting them in Tupperware dishes and so that we could use them for sauces, et cetera, later. So I go out shopping one day and come home and he's on the couch watching TV. And I was like, Brandon, I was so excited. And I said, look what I bought. And I had all this Tupperware, right? It's Tupperware. And Brandon looked at me and he was like, oh, yeah, great. And uh, like with that energy and I went, hang on a second, <laughs> that wasn't much fun. And I went, Okay, and I said, can we do that again? And he said, what do you mean? I went, what if I go back out and walk back in and I tell you about this and you get really excited? That would be fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) I walked back out and I came back in. I was Brendan and he goes, yes, honey. And I was like, look what I bought you. And he was like, oh, my God, Tupperware. And just went (laughs) over the moon. Like on, got so excited about it. And I knew what he was doing and he was doing it for me. But we were were laughing so hard because it is, it's Tupperware. But I kept going, I wanted him to go, yes! (laughs) Can I jump in on that? See, that's the difference between game of relationship and play with relationship. Two completely different realities. One um, is the willingness to look at what's going to work. 
The other is the lies of it. Mm. Absolutely. I'm glad that you brought that up because that was actually one of our questions is to have you guys explain the difference. Because most people, when they hear the word manipulation, they think of a negative context, right? Mm. So in, in, we don't yeah. do any yeah. negative manipulation stuff at all, but we will do what we would call positive influencing, which is you know gently um, guiding, guiding <laughs> our partner in the direction that we would like them to go, but by being totally upfront about it. So I always know when she wants me to do something and she's trying to like coerce me to do it, it's totally upfront. So I, go, I know what you, I, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> that's like manipulation. The, the pronouns, I like when I used to say, Brendan, you know what we should do? And he was like, you mean that I should do? And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you got that pronoun correct. Yeah. <laughs> Which is manipulation. <laughs> do. But so that's, I, that's the thing. Like if we actually got to the truth of it, that's the thing. Is when somebody's willing to contribute to what they can see is more, that's going to create more. That's the manipulation. It's not what we think it is, which is why we stop contributing to each other in relationship. Well, there's a great manipulation story we have as well. And, yes, I'm so glad you brought that up, Kevin, because people do look at manipulation as bad, and it's not. And it's like if, if you're doing it as you say, it's like, you know, um, inviting them. It's like seducing someone into what it is you desire. And there was at one point with Brendan and I wanted to have sex and and he didn't want to that night. And and I went, hmm. So I went, I actually really would like to have sex. So what am I going to do here? And I said to him, what if I pay you for sex? And he, <laughs> and he, went, he goes, really? And I went, yeah, what if I pay you? And he went, okay. So I ended up paying him $500 and I left it on the bedside table as well next to him afterwards. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely awesome. And, of course, it was so attentive to me because I'm paying him. But what I loved about it too is he had this $500 and at the time he wasn't earning like nearly as much money as what he is now. So I was supporting our relationship. Oh, not, not nearly as much money. I was earning no money. <laughs> she all. was being kind. She didn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, Thanks for stepping you know, up and admitting so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked in two ways, though. One, it's like I ended up, get, you know, having great sex. And two, he had this $500 that he could do whatever he wanted with that was just his. And he went out and did, he got a massage of a friend of ours. And then he went and bought dinner and a nice bottle of wine for both of us. So it was so nice to see him have money and he could choose to do what he wanted to do with it. And this is one thing that I would talk about in a lot of our seminars is because quite often in a relationship, there's one person who earns more money than the other. And a lot of the times nowadays, it is the female. And I've had so many conversations with females about this. And it's like, if you want them to be there, pay for it. Like just because they're not earning as much money as you. And I would also offer that tool. It's like offer to pay them for something, even if it's sex. It's And can I say, if you haven't paid for sex with your partner, give it a go. It is highly recommended. It's a different energy. Awesome. Well, we haven't done that yet, so uh, we sh- we, we haven't. Work. We haven't. But you know, I did. I did have a partner once years ago um, who did earn. Well, so she earned a lot more money because I had gotten laid off from my job, and she wanted to go travel all these places. And I'm like, uh, I have zero income, and you want to go spend a month in Thailand? I'm like, I'm not sure how that's going to work. And she was just like, I'll pay for it. And I was like, mm. okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's totally nothing wrong with that. Um, I think that's actually pretty cool. I would caution our audience, however, 
not to, to be careful with the paying for sex thing and don't turn your sexual relationship into a constant monetary transaction. But no. I love the story because <laughs> the story is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I think- well, I think that the the story was also more about like it wasn't about the sex because it was like at the time in my life I was feeling less than like big mm. time as a man and see as a man like when you're when you're not making money and you're not contributing to a relationship it's really hard to feel like a man mm-hmm. really hard to feel like a man so the, the thing with what Simone just said was she was willing to contribute to me financially so that I it boosted me up. I went, oh, I'm a man again. Mm. You know, and it gave me the courage to choose more in my life, which was the thing that I was grateful for. And that one moment, like you would hear that story and go, oh, like I don't know where to go with that or I don't know what to do with it. It changed my whole life. Mm. And this is the thing that we do with choice when we're willing to look at how is it going to create a different future. We not only change our lives, but we change everybody else's. And in that moment, she changed mine. (laughs) So that's where I would put that story out there for people to hear it from. I love it. I love that she was so graceful in how she did that because it is such a fine line, especially when it comes to money uh, and women earning more and like not crushing uh, a man's uh, ego or self-esteem and yeah. like, doing it so nice. So kudos for you for doing it so well and like Thank empowering you. him and, and kudos for you for receiving it because I see a lot of people also have issues with that where they go Thank like, you. I can't receive that. So, well, I know I'm, I know I'm a man, so I know I'm always wrong. So it's, (laughs) 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 that's great. (laughs) I love this. So we've got a few more questions, but before that, uh, we're going to do a quick invitation for all of you listeners um, to join our program here. So if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motion instead of connecting the way you used to, and you are tired of mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you don't want to live a life of average then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join our highly sexed power couple platinum program so if you give us 90 days we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life and you can find more about our program at celineremy.com forward slash passion all right, so we had another question that we thought uh, might be kind of interesting, which is, do you think men and women play games differently? Yes. Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely they do. Yeah. Women, the, I think the, one of the, I would love it if women could stop doing subtext the way they do subtext. You know when you hear a woman say, when the man says, you know, you know, is something wrong? Is what's up? And she says, no, nothing. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Which basically means I'm not fine, but you need to work out exactly what's bugging me and then you need to solve it. You're <laughs> not do a good job this is that. a sticky and, conversation. This yeah. But, it, but it's like the way women use subtext. And can I tell you, women, if you're listening, you think that subtext is going to create something greater. It never, ever, ever creates something greater. Men don't get 
subtext. They hear no and they hear no. It's like they hear you're fine and they they hear you're fine and yet they're like, but what is this? And I was talking to a friend of mine recently who was married for 28 years and he said, Simone, I felt like I was walking on eggshells for 28 years. He's just actually recently divorced. And the amount of times that, like, basically he said he was tiptoeing around because he said, I would wake up in the morning and just go, what have I done wrong? Where am I wrong today? Because of the way that she was talking to him. And I don't know, I think I can say it because I'm a woman and it's like, please. Thank God you can say it. Yeah. (laughs) If you can come out of the subtext and actually say, what's up? And I know a man would way prefer that directness as well of saying what it is. I mean, like one of the things we were talking about before is when I used to say, you know what, we should do this. And Brendan would say, you mean I should do do this? And I'd be like, yes, like check the pronoun. The pronoun we means you. We means you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then also like Brendan is very, very good, you know, around the house, handyman, build things. He's very manly like that. And at one stage I was asking him about different things and he wasn't doing it. And so what I did was I went out and hired a handyman. And then he was like, you hired a handyman. I was like, yeah, because we need this stuff done. And that also is going to create a greater moment in your relationship because the man goes, oh, I don't actually have to do this. There is another way that this could be solved sort of thing. Well, well, they also go, I'm not needed. And when a man says I'm not needed, they will actually reach further into what they can contribute in the relationship. Yeah, because we want to be needed. <laughs> well, yeah. we want well, we want to be needed, but we also we also want to contribute. And I think that that's the difference is we've we've misidentified, misapplied need mm. as our desire to contribute. Like we actually like if you're going to have a relationship that works, you actually desire to contribute. Like you want to make somebody's life better. Yeah, we're all and nodding heads. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's like, but but see, when we do this thing of need where we go, I want to be needed. Well, when we do that, we've already decided that we've, we have a lack somewhere with the relationship. Like we've gone, oh, I, I want to be needed. So I lack this in the relationship. So please need me to need you. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily create much. Well, and that where, that neediness, especially coming from the man, I think is a massive libido killer. I mean, a needy man will turn me off. I like any time. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need it. So there's there's a fine line too about how you approach like being needy. Well, there, there's, and I think there's a difference between being needy and being want to be needed. In other words, from, yes. from my point of view, the way I say it, I see it is like I like the fact that you need me to do stuff. And I know you can do a lot of this stuff on your own, but the fact that you'll be like, hey, can you do this for me? Because Mm -hmm. either you're better at it or I just don't like doing it or whatever the reason is. So I like that. That it gives me a purpose in the relationship. It gives me stuff to do, you know? Um, And I do like to contribute also. So I love that reframe of yours because it's it's kind of what I was thinking in my head when I said we like to be needed, but the way you explained it was much better, which is that we do like to contribute. So I like the fact that you need me to do stuff and that I get to contribute, which is very different than saying, oh, but you never do this and I need you to do that. And I really wish you would do this, that that's being needy. And that's a whole nother unsexy thing. Yeah, I think we're all on the same thing. I was going to say there's a fine line between need and needy. And I actually even like a man who needs me. But the second he gets needy, 
as you said, you're like, oh no, it's like nobody wants that needy energy around. But the energy of need, it's like there's a contribution, there's an element of an interaction and engagement that is like has this aliveness to it in your body and with you. It's like, what, and well, then to me, that's where you step into creation, more creation yep. together. Yeah. And can I add one thing in there with that? And I'm not quite sure if I can put this in here now, but I'm going to because that's the way that I work. <laughs> is imagine a sex life where you didn't need anything but you actually contributed to each other. Imagine a sex life where sex was all about contribution between two people and it was never about need, never about need of orgasm, ejaculation. It was never about a need of time or how it works, but it was it was from a space of how much fun can we have. That's a different reality with relationship. Absolutely. And you are really speaking our language because that's exactly what we teach people. And I am so glad you put that in here on the show because I want people to hear it from other people than just us. <laughs> right? <laughs> they've, hi- yes. they've heard it already 109 times, 110 hey. today. So right, you know. <laughs> but, but here's what people say. People go, well, sure, that's fine. That works for you guys. Right. And it's like, well, you guys have such a great relationship, so it works for you. And that's why Mm -hmm. it's so important for other people like you guys to come on and say the same thing, right? Because it's not just us. Well, one of the things I learned was it's like growing up, like growing up as a man in Australia and with the friends that I had at the time, it was all about sex was about force. It was about judgment. It was about all these things. And, And I pretty much got to a time in my life where I just went, if if that's sex, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, cause it's not my reality with sex. My reality with sex is it needs to be contributory. It needs to be gentle. It needs to be fun. It needs to be all of that just good stuff. But it's like, but nobody had ever taught me that. And that's what a lot of us do with sex. We think that, okay, this is what I've been taught with sex. That's what sex is. But we could change that right now if we're willing to ask a question and go, okay, so I've been taught all this. I've been shown that this is what sex is, but what's my reality with it? Mm-hmm. And what's one of my reality that, with sex? Well, one of the things that you taught me, Brandon, as well, is I definitely had the point of view, if you're in a relationship, that if a relationship that is classified as good, you're meant to have a certain amount of sex, you know, a week or a day or et cetera, whatever that is for you. And mm-hmm. then at one stage, Brandon, chat, we chatted about it and he said to me, he said to me, you do realize this relationship is more than just sex to me, which <coughs> is such a, I went, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do with that? Because the sex I could handle. And it's like, but now he's actually looking at me as this being and what can we create? And I wanted together? to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah. yeah. And then and then the other thing you said to me, which changed my life, was you said, how often do two people have sex when two people actually desire it? Most of the time people are having sex when one person is doing it to please the other. And that so much speaks to the energy of what you were just talking about, Brandon, is when two people are having sex and they both desire it, it's way more fun and way more playful. Yes. Yes. And I'll add to that too, when they drop the agenda of having to try to get somewhere with it, whether it's an ejaculation or an orgasm or whatever, and you can just be in it for the fun of being in it and for the 
the sort of give and receive circle that happens because the more you give, the more you receive, especially as a guy, the more you give her, the more energy she's going to give back to you. That, that dynamic that's created, that's when it's really the best. Well, I would say it from, it's like, I would say it from a little bit of a different place that see, because what we do with the whole give and receive is we, we, we kind of make it a, we kind of just make it a one-way street. Like I'll give this and then I'm going to receive more and we get like that. And, and I get that cause I've done that a lot too, but it's like, but for me, what I've found works dynamically in my life is when I'm just willing to give and I don't expect anything in return, not one thing. Absolutely. And that's, that's really actually what I'm getting at, which is that I don't go, okay, I give you three, you give me three, I give you four. But as a guy in a sexual relationship, the more energy I give to her, the more I focus on her, the more I give to her, the more she just naturally does it back without, without any expectation and without me asking for anything. It just, it creates its own natural flow. That's kind of what I was referring to. And I would call it accepting and receiving. Yeah. It's like instead of give and take, it's gifting and receiving. And you see so many people in a relationship that with the point of view of like, okay, so if I go down on you, that means you go down on me. It's like what if it wasn't like that? What if it was more like, hey, I'd love to go down on you right now and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like and you're receiving in the gifting rather mm-hmm. than this like, okay, your turn, my turn, like exactly what you were referring to, Kevin. And it's like, no, there's something so much greater in that gifting and receiving energy. So... Okay, I feel like we usually have a last question that we give, but since we're talking about sex, I'm going to ask it now before you give your last piece of advice. (laughs) So we want to know... Because I like talking about sex. Yeah, who doesn't, right? (laughs) So we want to know, what is your best sexual talent? Simone. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, well, I would say my... Should we we say each other's? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh well yeah maybe <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we can do whatever because i like being different um i would say actually for I, i'm gonna actually say for both of us the and it, it might sound like a cliche but the ability and the willingness to touch like each other's body or another body with absolutely no judgment of what is going to happen next like not not thinking that anything is perverted it's just a choice of what you can choose next. Because I see so well, many people stop their sexual relationship based on, oh, my God, is that perverted? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, only your point of view makes it perverted. So, Well, knowing everything is perverted. Yeah. That would be, it's like, see, for most of us, what we do is, at, see, for my sexual reality, and I also know Simone because I know her very well, is <laughs> our sexual realities are perverted beyond what most people could hear. And we couldn't actually put it into a conversation. Okay, we'll have you but, back on the show again soon. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear about see, that. See, what people most going, of us do is we go... got like whips and chains what? in the basement and like everyone's heads are going <laughs> No, but I fit. But see, the thing that you started with that, and I just want to touch on this really quickly before we get off is you said, Simone said, no judgment. And what most of us do is it's like, we, we keep this sexual reality that's true for us hidden a little bit. Like we go, Ooh, I'd like to try that. I'd really like to give that a go, but we don't actually bring it into our worlds. And I would say that's the difference with Simone and I, as we're both willing to go, you know what? I'd like to try that. How do I try that? 
And in also saying that too, it's like knowing when sex doesn't, it can be so gentle and so nurturing and, you know, doesn't have to last forever and it could last forever and it, it but it doesn't have to be always this, you know, exploration of something different yet allowing that to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That certainly makes things fun and interesting. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- thank you so much for sharing about that. What we'd love for you guys to share is if you have like an advice around like our for our listeners and especially like if if there was a game they needed to stop right away or something around this, like what would be one piece of advice like they need to hear this? You can only give them one. <laughs> Here it is. I, I would say... Enjoy everything you're choosing right now so that you can figure out if that's truly what you desire to choose. And I would say ask for what it is you desire in bed. It's going to make it way easier for both of you. Ooh, mm-hmm. this is, is true. juicy. <laughs> Brandon and Simone, this has been a fantastic conversation. Way too short. I wish we I had another hour. Agree. So <laughs> where can our listeners find more about you? Because you have your book, you have classes, you travel. I mean, when you can travel again. Um, but anyway, like where can they find more? Oh, and she's got the book. We'll show it if you're I watching do. the video. I actually Here's have the video. it sitting on my desk. Yeah. Relationship. So, are you sure you want one? Dot yeah, com. Which, you can yeah, find you can that there. The, yeah, the website, relationshipareyoushoreyouwantone.com and also to relationshipsdonedifferent.com. Yeah. And we've got some uh, videos on there, et cetera, we call the no sugarcoating vlogs because we you talk about what's up and it's like we don't sugarcoat it. So, yeah, there's lots of places you can find us on there. Awesome. So and we'll- you can also go to Instagram, relationship done different. Also the Instagram handle for Brendan is Brendan Watt with an O and also, and mine, Simone Melissa's. Lots of stuff happening. Okay. We'll put all the links in the descriptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you need to go check them out. Um, they've got tons of more things to share there. And uh, there were there were so many golden nuggets <laughs> in there. Like some of them could have been whole shows in I and know. of themselves. I know. So. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys so much for coming on the show with us. Thank you guys for having us. You, you guys for, are amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for what doing you're contributing. the show. Being what yeah. you are in the world. It's it's really refreshing. So thank you. You're welcome. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode. And we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.